Thanks for joining. This is the Millennial Beat Podcast. I am so glad you're here. My name is Kevin James. I'm your host with my co-host, Nelson Melendez. Hello. Today we have on the phone again a continuation from last week. We have Pastor Lou. Castrata. Thank you, Pastor Lou, for being with us again. Yes, Pastor Lou. Hey, it's a pleasure, guys. Um, I hope that uh, people who heard that got something out of my message and out of my testimony, but uh, I'm excited about today talking about healings and miracles. Um, We know that in the Bible, Jesus healed, and he's still doing it today. That's right. And that he is a miracle-working God. So I'm excited about uh, talking with you guys today. Me too. That's the premise of our show. Tell us some great stories of healing and miracles in your life. Uh, I had ended up with uh, talking about when I started New Beginnings and we used to meet out on the street. And we were in in a rough area, but um, God is faithful. And to me, first and foremost, the greatest miracle of all is salvation. And we used to go out and, like I say, we used to bring music and we'd bring the word and we'd bring food and clothes. And we really met the people where they were at. And um, every week, somebody got saved. Right. So I was super excited about that. And whether it was a child or uh, anybody off the streets or whatever, but somebody got saved. And and I was all excited. And I said, Lord, it's just so awesome. I said, people are getting saved. I said, this is the greatest thing of all. And that night, because we went on Friday night, that Friday night, we were um, we were getting ready to uh, to pack up. It started to rain a little bit. And I said, Lord, what the heck's going on? I said, nobody got saved. And we were almost finished, and it started to rain, and somebody walked up and said, Pastor Lou, I, I really think that I need to get saved. Amen. So for me being out there on the streets and people being saved was, was my purpose for life. Mm-hmm. But while we were out on the streets one night, we, um, uh, I think we were eating and a young boy, probably about, he was about seven or eight, came running across the street and he grabbed me and he said, Pastor Lou, Pastor Lou, he says, he said, my, my father's, uh, my father's dying. And I said, excuse me? He said, my father's dying. And I said, okay. So we went across the street to the crack house. Right. Well, we walked up the steps. And there was this guy um, who was not his father. It was his mother's trick. His mother was a prostitute. And what I had done when he had said that, I grabbed one of the women from the ministry who was a nurse. Okay. So we went up there and we went in and uh, he was actually, he was in the bathroom and we walked in and uh, she, she, uh, tested for his pulse and she tested for, you know, under his neck and his Mm -hmm. wrist and everything. And she says, he's dead. Wow. And I said, he's dead. I says, no. I says, in the name of Jesus, I speak life into this body right now. Death, you have, you have no dominion and no, no place right here. Now I says, come alive. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) (laughs) And he came alive. And I was, um, I was amazed because it was coming out of me, not because of, I knew Jesus was, was, uh, more than able, but when it came out of me and, um, he, he came alive. 
Wow. So when people tell me about people being raised from the dead, I've experienced that. Right. Oh, yeah. And and the the great part about it was probably about 10, 12 years later, I saw the kid at an outreach. Okay. And all he had done, it looked like he went and just grew straight up, like he went to like be six feet tall. But he had the same face and everything. And he walked over. He says, Pastor Lou, you remember me? I said, yeah. He says, I've been saving, serving Jesus ever since those days. He says, we, I saw that miracle of what transpired, he said, and I've been serving the Lord. And I wow. said, well, thank you, Jesus. Wow. And every now and then, God's got to do a little thing like that to keep you like mm-hmm. moving forward. You know what I'm saying? It's right. just kind of like, praise the Lord. But down there on the streets, we used to have, um, we used to have kids, like I say, used to come and uh, underprivileged and stuff like that. And um, one day, the Lord told me to give this young man um, my jacket. And I said, Lord, I said, um, I, I, I just got that jacket. I just bought that jacket. It's brand new. And it was a young black kid who I really wanted to minister to. And I, and I didn't give him my jacket. Wow. And I felt terrible that whole day. I mean, that whole day, that whole week until I got there on Friday. Well, God is a second chance God, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, um, I, I got there to the, uh, to the site and everybody was eating and everything. And one of my, um, members of the group come over and says, uh, says, Pastor Lou, uh, this guy, um, really wants to come to church. Okay. But he doesn't have any, sh- he doesn't have any shoes. Oh, wow. And I and know I you says, have the same um, size feet, do you? There you go. <laughs> I said, Lord, these are brand new sneakers. Wow. He says, so So I says, okay, Lord, here's what we'll do. If, <laughs> you if told him what you same, were going to do? <laughs> yes. I said, if he, about that other time, size, <laughs> if he has the same size shoes, wow. then I'll give them to him. Oh, Lord. So I walked over and I said, yo, man, how you doing? He said, I'm doing good. He said, Pastor Lou, I don't have any shoes and I want to come to church and everything. And I said, what size shoe you wear, man? <laughs> he said, size 11. Uh, you set yourself so I up said, for oh, that. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and, and so I took, all, I took, that was my shoe size. I took my shoes off and I <sighs> said, here you go, man. And this guy for the next two hours walked around that parking lot and just said, the man gave me his shoes. The man gave me his shoes. And I says, Lord, thank you so much for giving me a second chance. Right. And see, these things, these are, these are little miracles. There's no such thing as a little miracle. Mm-hmm. This is a miracle to me. Yeah. But what transpired was um, I was obedient the second time. Mm-hmm. And so that was a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. But throughout my throughout my, my spiritual walk and, and new beginnings, people started to realize that we were a, a very unique group. Mm-hmm. We would go to places, we'd pray for people, we would do different things. But one of the greatest things that, that ever transpired through the group was um, we live in Florida and there's a place in Florida called Pearson. Mm-hmm. And Pearson is the, is the fern capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, fern has to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out that if it, if the temperature goes below a certain, uh, mm-hmm. 
temperatures, it dies. Yeah. Right. Burns. And then people lose their, they lose their livelihood. Well, we were in a frost, uh, a time of frost. And one of the, um, one of my friends called up, he said, Louie, he says, you, you need to come and pray over all our equipment. He says, because if it gets below a certain, we're going to lose everything. Now you got to understand if we're praying over his equipment, it's in the twenties mm-hmm. when he calls us. Wow. It, I think, it, I think the number was if it goes below 28. Mm-hmm. So he calls me up and we're in our comfy home mm-hmm. in the, uh, with the heat on and everything. And I rounded up about five or six people from the ministry. Now it's a 45 minute ride there. Right. We went there. We prayed over his, every piece of equipment. We walked his property and guess what? It went below the, uh, the point 20. where it would freeze and he would, he would lose it. He was the only one that did not lose his, Amen. um, Wow, his farm, so to speak. And I said, "Are you?" He says, "Pastor Lou." He says, "You cannot believe." He says, "I felt so bad for my neighbors and everything, but ours was the only one in the area that that didn't uh, freeze, and we lost it. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle to me. Mm-hmm. It is a miracle that God heard our prayers, answered them, and these people were blessed. Right, and." You know, the greatest miracle, which is the, uh, which is tangible, is the uh, miracle or, excuse me, is healing. That's the greatest um, because you can see it. Mm -hmm. And when I used to pray for people, whether it was outside or in church, I believe that everybody got healed. That's how I felt. God has given me a, 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 a gift of uh, healing and a gift of faith. Mm-hmm. So I believe that everybody would get healed. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of every service, I prayed for people and people would get healed and they'd get healed of, of a headache or a backache or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But healing is healing. Don't if, if your little finger hurts and you pray for somebody and they get healed, that that's, a big thing, just like anything else, because mm-hmm. little thing is hurting, hurts your whole body. Right. You know what I'm saying? But one day I prayed for a woman and I prayed and, um, she had cancer. So I prayed and I, I says, you know, in the name of Jesus, I says, I, I bind that cancer right now in the name of Jesus. I command it to leave you to disintegrate. And, you know, but she was one of 50 people that I prayed for. And, I didn't see her again, probably for six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember everybody I prayed for. You know, you go through the, you know, the people in church. So she walked up and uh, she says, and, and it was so nonchalant and it was so, um, she didn't raise her voice and she wasn't excited or anything. She says, Pastor, I just wanted to know when you prayed for me about, you know, six or eight weeks ago, uh, I got healed of cancer. And, um, I went to the uh, to the hospital and got it confirmed. So I'm cancer free. Amen. Well, I'm like leaping. I'm like flipping out because <laughs> I was so excited what mm-hmm. God did for her, and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my lord, what's what's that all about? Mm-hmm. But it was 
um, praying and believing. Yeah, that's what healing is all about. Mm -hmm. Praying and believing, Mm -hmm. and so when um, when she said that, I I says, "Why are you you why are you just so nonchalant?" I says, "You know, I'm jumping, I'm dancing, and screaming," and and she said, "Well, she says." I just believe when you prayed for me that it was gone. And she said, it was like, it wasn't God said it, you prayed and it's done. And I said, wow. And that's, and it, and to me, it's so simple because God said it. Mm -hmm. And then we're amazed when he does it. Mm -hmm. But that, that was probably one of the, um, uh, to me, in society today, cancer is probably one of the uh, the diseases that strikes people. It's the and, biggest uh, right now. I just heard something yesterday. And right, yeah, it's the and biggest. it's and it's it's really you know it's difficult. But I have seen um, I have seen uh, people's legs and arms grow out in mm-hmm. the name of Jesus, and mm-hmm. and what's great about that is you physically see it. You know what I'm saying? When, so when cool, I would tell it? people, I'd say, I'd say, open your eyes. Don't pray. Just open your eyes when you when I ask you to put your arms or mm-hmm. or your legs out. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And uh, but uh, we had a um, uh, uh, an event at the parking lot where we used to meet, and we had a wedding from people on the streets who met and it was two couples who were going to get married. And so what happened was we, we invited all kinds of people. We were, um, I got homeless people suits to come to this wedding wow. and all this kind of stuff. Oh, so but we were for, preparing for the homeless people, two couples that were homeless. For two, two people from the streets. Yeah. From when I street. say from the streets, okay. typically they strip, typically they're homeless. Mm-hmm. But what, what transpired was, we were getting ready and we were decorating the parking lot. We were decorating the trees and all this kind of stuff. We had a good group of people, probably about 20. And, right. and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it started to rain. And I, um, I said, okay, well, I believe what the word of God says. And it mm-hmm. says in, in James five sixteen, it says, Elijah, a man of mm-hmm. like passion, a man like ourselves, he prayed and it stopped raining. Mm-hmm. Well, it just so happened that there was a, a representative from the Daytona Beach News Journal there. Mm. And it's when it when it started to rain, I grabbed everybody together. I said, come on, guys, let's pray. So um, we prayed, and it stopped raining. Yeah. And so he wrote an article about what transpired out, that we had the, uh, the wedding out on the street. And that's just how he started the article. He says, he says they were decorating for the wedding and it started to rain. He says the pastor prayed and it stopped. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And we wound up having over 400 people show up wow. at this wedding. Wow. We had the mayor was there. The, the fire chief, the fire department was there. I mean, it was like 
it was on like the um, like a block party, mm-hmm. and it was that part, that block right there on um, on Boris mm-hmm. and um, Clara, and Clara, and and you know, so I had a uh, I guess a gift for for praying for rain to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord in His infinite wisdom, I lived in the Bronx, and I would uh, not go to Harlem. In other words, it was not a place that you just went mm-hmm. to because uh-huh. it was just it it just had connotation and yes. and it was a bad place. Mm-hmm. Well, while I was in Florida, God opened up a door for me to go with a friend of mine and minister in Harlem. Oh wow! And I said, Lord, I didn't go there when I lived there. Now you want me to go there? Well, we had a we had a great time. We really had a great time there. But while we were setting up it started to rain and all the people, you know, in, in New York, people don't sleep. Mm-hmm. They there. It's one, two o'clock in the morning. They're still up. It's mm-hmm. like, like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So there's people all outside. Well, when it started to rain, I walked over and I'm in New York. We have those big, um, those big lights. They got like transformers and the big lights mm-hmm. on every corner yeah. that light up the streets. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, when it was raining, I walked over and I started to pray. And I says, uh, you know, Lord, I, I prayed the same prayer. I said, Lord, you know, I says this rain has got to stop in the name of Jesus. And if you can believe it, it got worse. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, Lord, (laughs) I said, I am not leaving this place, Lord, until, until it stops raining. So I wrapped my arms around this light and I started to pray even more Mm -hmm. and it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And a guy walked over to me and he says, man, he says, I don't know who you are. He says, but for as long as you're here, I'm going to hang out with you. (laughs) I said, well, (laughs) praise the Lord. So, but you know, it's, um, God has blessed me through, through the ministry to, um, uh, help people. Um, we took tractor trailer loads of food and clothes to, uh, uh, Harlan, Kentucky when they had the floods up there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so God has taken me places that I never thought I was going to go. Number one. God is taking me places to places I never wanted to go. Number two, <laughs> and then he's he's just shown me his 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 miracle working power uh, and his um, his uh, his healing virtue. Um, and I learned one thing, and it's it's just so simple. Is there's a there's a um, uh, is a uh, uh, on the back, the um, the license plate on the back of the cars, it says, if God says it, I believe it, that settles it. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's not true. If God says it, that settles it. That's we don't it. have to believe it. There you go. And and that I've learned that God is, is faithful. Yes, he is. And people that I've prayed for, um, for healing, um, have gotten healed. Yeah. Right. And... You know, it's kind of like, okay, cancer is great, but have a toothache and pray for somebody and they get healed. Mm-hmm. Or 
you know, get their little toe prayed for because healing is healing and it affects your whole body. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, I believe that, uh, as I said before, the greatest miracles is salvation. Amen. And, um, I have, God has opened up doors for me to, uh, to pray for people in uh, all walks of life, in different locations, uh, in outreaches. Um, and, uh, when, uh, the Lord gave me, me and my wife at the time, a mandate to do a, um, to do a large outreach. And it was in Earl Brown park in, in the land. And people had been doing outreaches for years and, and going out in the streets. It was awesome. So when we said we were going to do it, everybody thought it was, well, you know, they're just doing another one. Well, we, um, we, uh, set it up. We got, we did all the things. We got different people involved and whatever. Well, our pastors came over to us and they basically said, listen, I just want to let you know that if God, um, you know, if 20 or 30 people, or 40, you know, if, if not a lot of people show up, don't worry about it, mm-hmm. you know? And so we basically said, well, here's how it works. If God is in it and we believe he told us, then God will do what God's going to do. Amen. Well, we had thousands of people show up and the way the day opened, it was, it was so awesome. We, we had trucks with clothes and everything that we were unloading. And, uh, I was working cause I had to work alongside everybody else. But a young guy come up probably about 17, 18 years old on his bike. And he says, um, he says, you know, he says, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're going to have a, we're going to have an outreach. I said, so we're going to, um, we're going to tell people about Jesus and about his love and his mercy and his grace. And the guy looked, the kid looked at me and he says, I want to know about Jesus. So I led him to the Lord and that was how the day started. Mm-hmm. Like I say, that's a miracle to me. Right. This is how the day ended. Like eight hours later. Wow. Everybody was we had probably maybe 50 people there and stuff but the lord says to me there's a young man that needs to get saved Mm -hmm. and i said lord look around everybody here is saved these are all the people who are in my ministry (laughs) so he says just do what i say you know how he does Mm -hmm. and i said he is i said listen i went up to the microphone i said listen the Lord just said there's somebody here who needs to be saved. And as I said that, God gave me the next words to speak. Okay. And he says that he really does not want to, um, he, his friends, uh, he thinks his friends are going to ridicule him, et cetera, et cetera. But God is saying, this is your time and you need to step out and blah, 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 blah. And just about that time, all the members of the ministry it's like the Red Sea parted. They just really? went to each side, and the young black man came up and gave his heart to the Lord. Wow. And that was just, it was just, I don't know. It was just so you the got most a word awesome of knowledge. thing. So it ended, it, amen. 
Yeah. But it was a it began with a salvation and it ended it. with a salvation wow. and it was salvations all the way through which again, you know. Let's take it a little bit into the and, f- future, um, before you go back into the past a little bit more. What do you really think? What do you see now that the Lord is doing dealing with healings and miracles? What do you what do you see him in the church? Well, right now right now, um uh churches today are, are praying for revival. Right. And um with me, my prayer is I want to see the greatest manifestations of the Holy Spirit that the world has ever seen. Right. And to me, the greatest manifestations are creative miracles. Mm-hmm. And when you see, and we see it in the, we see it in third world countries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But when you see a limb grow out mm-hmm. or you see an eardrum where there was no eardrum before, mm-hmm. when you see those things, you know, people can say, well, you know, oh, he healed a headache. Oh, that could be um, because the barometric pressure and they, and, and, and they can um, rationalize it. To it yeah. but, right. But when you, when you, when somebody comes and they don't have an arm or they don't have a leg or they're the, they were blind from birth. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. And I believe with all my heart, those are the things that people cannot deny right yeah. you know and once we see that that's when people are going to say wow that god is real mm-hmm. because they can't deny it you know what i'm saying remember in, in the bible he once was blind but now i see mm-hmm. and and they said but but tell me about this jesus he says i don't even know him mm-hmm. he says but he touched me mm-hmm. i woke up i was blind but now i see mm-hmm. right that's it it's a it's a tangible it's a tangible evidence of, of God's healing power. Yeah. And the miraculous, where we hear about the miraculous, again, uh, raising of the dead. And we hear about that in uh, other countries and stuff like that. Right. But I believe with all my heart, we're, we're going to start seeing things in, um, in churches and with people who are no names, right? You know, for years, oh, for yeah. years, I have been, you know, I've been a part of the, the, the Billy Grahams, the Oral Roberts, the, the Benny Hens, the, you know, the, the big name people. But I believe the next revival is going to be a revival of the no names, the ones right. that just love Jesus and just believe the word of God and just go out and do what the Lord says. Well, you know, um, what, pastor, I, uh, I've been seeing a lot of miracles, and uh, you know, it's it's like you said, it's through the no namers, mm-hmm. you know, people nobody knows, and I'm talking about God flowing through me, and uh, most people, when I pray for them, they don't know that God is going to heal them. I know He is, right? And uh, right when they get the healing, they're like. How did that happen? I said, because God did it. Right. He used right. you. Yep. I mean, all you got to do is be willing. And 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 that and that's the thing, you know, willing and available. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, all we are, all we are, is is a conduit. Exactly. And see what people have to realize: it's not, it's not the healing. All mm-hmm. we're doing is appropriating what Christ did at Calvary. There you go. Right. I mean, he he already by his stripes he's healed. Mm-hmm. Those thirty nine stripes they they take encompass every single disease yes. or anything that we can we can encounter on this earth. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I, I believe that it's just a matter of, of believing, re- believing, receiving, and then us just pouring it out to the others, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's about to do. Like I say, I'm just excited about what we're hearing. Right. And, um, and you know, the, the thing is we have to realize we are the ones who are going to change this world. Yes. We are the ones, it's the Christians, you know? Yes. And I believe that, um, the Lord showed me a long time ago that one of the keys salvation of this world is is second chronicles seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. if my people who will call my my name will mm-hmm. humble themselves and pray and seek my mm-hmm. face and turn from their wicked ways then yes. i will hear from heaven forgive their sins and heal their land yeah that's all about us guys yeah right. and he, he's using us as vessels yeah because we are um open willing and available a very key point earlier in what you said that you believe that he's going to heal them because I've actually encountered, yeah, I've encountered situations where I've asked people, can I pray for them? Oh, but I don't have the faith. I said, but I have, I do. I said, because I've seen, I know if Jesus said it, then I know he's going to do it. And I and, and I always take them back to the verse that you know what Jesus said the things that he did we would do and greater. Amen. And what did he do? Yeah, and I give him a, a short exactly. illustration of what it is he did. He healed the blind, the crippled, the lame. I mean, he did all these things. So they're like, "Oh wow!" I said, "But you don't need the faith. I believe because I know he'll do it." And they're like, "Okay, pray," and they get healed. And they're like, "Oh wow!" You know, it's. When it's like you said, you're the conduit. You're the conduit, and God Amen. knows that He can Amen. trust you with the current that He's going to flow through you. So it doesn't matter Amen. if they've got the faith; they're going to receive it because you're being obedient. And that was a good point Amen. when you said that. That really ministered to me because that's always been on my heart. Amen. Praise God. You were talking about um. The no-namers, and it reminded me of a vision or a dream that I had one time that I was on stage, and Benny Hinn was there, and Oral Roberts, and a lot of the big-name people um, were there on the stage, and I was there with them, but we looked at the audience, and I told the audience to turn around and start praying for people, and there was miracles, things were happening, and the Lord told me, just like what you said, was that is the miracles are not going to be just for the big names, you know, the Billy Grahams. That the, was a vision you had? Yeah. And, oh, wow. And, and then it was going to be the no-namers. Um, that was Amen. that was going to happen. Is um, But I also believe, too, is, you know, we all talk about we like to be the generation that brings in the return of Christ and stuff like that, and, and the older we get. And I think we're, we have a big part of what's going on, mm-hmm. but I really feel the Lord has told me that the next biggest revival starts with the millennials. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I deal with them a lot, and and they're they have the faith, the excitement. Uh, and they're all out throughout the country just praying for people, and and, and that's and they and they and they want reality. Yes. They want to see real. Right. They don't want their mother's God. They don't want their yep. grandmother's God. They want to experience Him for themselves. They yep. want to feel Him. They want to hear Him, and. And I think it's awesome when, when I go places where I, I see young people uh, worshiping or 
or moving in the things of God. I mean, it's, uh, you know, even it's, uh, it's just, again, the Bible says that, um, you know, we don't know the day, the time or the year or right. whenever the hour that God's going to, you know, come back, whether it's, uh, the rapture or whatever the situation is. Um, but I think that, um, the, you, you're right. The millennials, they're a different breed. Oh yeah. They really are. They, definitely they are. are. They, and, and sometimes it's difficult. You know, I'm, I'm 66 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm young. I feel I'm young in heart mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know how much longer I have on this earth. But sometimes it's difficult to minister to them, right? Because it, you have to. It's almost like um, uh, they've got their own uh, not agenda, but they've got their own way of doing things. Right. You know, my daughter is twenty-seven years old, so I have a, a little insight. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, it, but that's what I know. They want reality. They want truth. Don't, right. You know, don't don't blow smoke. Don't blow smoke. Don't do none of that. This is what we want, and and they want it now. They're a very um, spontaneous. You know what right. I'm saying? They they want it now, and um, but we we know that the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, what he did then, he can do now. He was doing miracles then, raising the dead. He's doing it now. Mm-hmm. Healing, we just need to appropriate what he did at Calvary. Mm-hmm. And when we start moving in that, you know, I pray every day for for my church for, for divine healing. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to be sick. Yeah. And I believe that's how God is. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want. So, but, um, but I, uh, uh, yeah, the, the millennial thing, I'm, I'm glad that you ministered to them because, yeah, it's definitely. something that. Uh, well, I think also what's going to happen too is there's going to be people, Christians, that have been around for 30, 40 years as Christians, and then there's somebody coming along, a millennial or even whatever age, and gets saved. And, yeah. And then the there are people. Old. And, and, and uh, you know, they're babies in a sense, and miracles are happening is because of the hunger and stuff like that. So it doesn't matter if you've been around for 30, 40 years as a Christian or if you've been around for a day. You know, God is still going to work through you. Um, that's it stuff like that so that's well, it he could provoke some of those people yes to jealousy right well that's, and, you that's know, a and, word that the Lord gave he gave to me about three years ago that he was going to use a specific generation to help bring up the next generation and that yeah. those who were in the generation before who were not on fire the the new generation was going to bring them to jealousy and in that jealousy they would seek him with such a passion that they too would walk in Amen. but Amen. they would Amen. not yep. walk in the totality like the new generation because like kevin was saying and you were saying that they're so passionate that they want yeah. to see let me see the fruit of what you're talking about right don't give yep. me Amen. don't give me the talk show me the fruit because the word says you'll be known by your fruit, right? Right. That's Amen. what they want. They Amen. want the fruit off the tree. They don't want to see just the tree. They want to see the fruit and taste it. That's right. 
Amen. So Man, that's awesome. one of the neatest things, you know, shows when God does plan, you know, um, both of you, Nelson and yourself, Pastor Lou, have almost the same calling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I interviewed Nelson a few weeks ago and we talked about one of the miracles was um, uh, was it a leg, right? Yeah, the the young 25-year-old yeah, with leg a, a leg out. that was short, like an inch and a half. Right. And it grew out. So that is yeah. exciting. Um, you know, we all have our gifts and stuff like that. So what I like to do for the last minute or so that we have here, I like the both of you just to pray for people that are listening to us that need a miracle in their life. Um, if you have a word of knowledge, great, let it go. Um, or if you want to generalize, that's fine too. So we like ahead, both Pastor of you guys. Lou. Go Pastor ahead, you Lou go first, start. Pastor. I believe I believe that one of the the um, the the, uh, the poisons of our society in the medical field, and they call it the big C is cancer. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you right now, in the name of Jesus, if you are battling cancer in any way, shape, or form, or if anybody has said that you have X amount of time to live because you have cancer. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is greater than cancer. I want you to just look to him in the name, right now in the name of Jesus because there is nothing that he did not take at Calvary and we appropriate right now that healing power, that healing power, that cancer goes right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm believing that Right now, the Spirit of God is touching. People are being touched right now where that cancer is, and it's being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive that miracle right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that Father God, you are. This is the time. Lord, I'm believing people woke up this morning, Father, and believing they were not going to live another day. And I speak life into them right now in the name of Jesus and not death in the name of Jesus. Lord, the same way that man rose up when we laid hands on him and prayed, I'm believing, Father God, that there's people who are going to rise up in the name of Jesus. Nothing. The word of God declares. With man, it may not be possible, but with God, all oh, things thanks. are possible. Amen. So if, you, if you're in a situation that you say is impossible, that's when the God of the impossibility will show up on the scene. And I'm believing right now, people who are hearing this right now are taking, yes, taking note right now of the power and the presence of God in their life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I just heard the Lord say, there's someone listening, and on their right elbow, they have pins and screws in their right elbow from some accident or injury they they had, and those pins and screws are going in the name of Jesus. And I also heard the Lord say that someone's right uh, shoulder cup, the rotator cup, You've been having issues with it, and they told you you might have to need surgery. And the Lord says, no, because I'm touching that rotator cup, and I'm healing it. Amen. And the pain is going away as I speak, and you know who you are. It's a male, a young man. Uh, I'm seeing the number 25, so I'm going to say he's 25 years old. He may have been playing a sport, and he got hurt, and his rotator cup on his right right shoulder 
was damaged. And the Lord says, I'm yeah. healing you so that they will know that it's me. And I thank you, Lord, because that's only you can reveal that and only you can do that through the airwaves, Lord, because there's no distance, there's no limit for you. And I thank you, Lord, that it's done now in Jesus' name. I heard one one word, and hopefully I pronounce it correctly, is knockalism. Knockalism, yeah. Yeah, falling asleep. Yeah. Uh, That the Lord is healing somebody right now from that, so... Amen. Excuse Amen. Me. Thank you, Lord. Well, it is and been an awesome time spending time here with Nelson as my co-host and Pastor Likewise. Lou as our guest. I appreciate you being here, Pastor Lou. Yes, Pastor. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's been a pleasure and a joy, and uh, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. I'm going to be praying for you Thank daily, you. and uh, and I'm praying that uh, whoever hears this, it will uh, not, not only hear it in the ears, but it'll take it to heart. Amen. And that something that I said will impact them yes. uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Right. Amen. Well, again, as I said, I'd like to thank everybody for being here, everybody that's listening to us. Um, I appreciate you very much. Um, we'll be back again next week with another guest and possibly another co-host. We'll see what, <laughs> see, we'll see what goes on from there. He's threatening <laughs> me. You heard that, Pastor? <laughs> yes. So everybody, thanks for joining us. Yes. And remember, this is the Millennium Beat Podcast. We're encouraging the world one Amen. story at a time. If you have a miracle that has happened in your life and you want us to know about it, write us at stories at com, or check us out on our website at www.themillenniumbeat.com and you can give it to us in a, a written form right there. Uh, also, our phone number is public for for you to call us with stories if you want call us leave a voicemail we'll get back to you and we'll talk to you about what god has done in your life so again thanks for coming and we'll see you next week god bless everybody ciao